Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Live from the City of Angels. We got a really bad fire not far from our studios. This this microphone is on fire. Oh, terrible analogy, timed analogy. We didn't start the fire. Sorry, Billy Joel singing in my ear. Um, no, it's a really bad fire in uh, in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, and uh, it's 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 so bad. In fact, we are I don't know ten miles removed from the fire, and 
you can smell the smoke and see the ash inside the studio. I don't even know how it smells like. And and like, look, I'm not going to sit here and say I have the greatest radio studio on earth. I don't have the worst. I've I've uh, I've had better. I've I've had worse as well. Uh, but I will tell you that like this is a legit like those doors, st- radio studio doors, television doors are like the heaviest doors on the planet. They're supposed to be like almost vacuum sealed. They're as hard to get open. If you have one of those expensive Sub-Zero refrigerators, they're that hard to get open. And that's behind double thick glass, which is behind other glass, other doors. And yet the smoke is still getting through. I'm not complaining to you. I'm just kind of painting the picture. The fact that I can barely see John Ramos. I'm smelling smoke. And I'm trying to figure out exactly uh, if, if we're too close to the fire. So lots of stuff going on. Um, I want to talk about Steph Curry's injury. Talk a little bit about the NBA. A little bit of college hoops. Bad pick for you yesterday. I'll have to make it up for you today. I'll make it up to you. Stick with me. Doesn't take long. Um, got some college football thoughts as well. Josh Heupel, the new head coach at Central Florida. Danny White, the young athletic director there, crushing the world. Doing another great job. Another great hire. And... Um, uh, I want to talk more about the the Giants as they continue to while in mere, mediocrity. But let's start with last night's Monday night football game. What did you expect to see? You know, last night reminded me, frankly, of the Michael Bennett uh, mistaken identity, short term. Uh, what if that wasn't an arrest? Detainment. It did. It actually reminded me of Ray Rice hitting Janae Rice and that video. It, it reminded me of, do you remember the, the guy in Charlotte who got, uh, who got shot? Uh, he had a, a brain injury and he went for his gun. He got smoked by police and then and people uh, rioted because they'd seen only Facebook footage and they hadn't seen the real footage of exactly what happened. What did you expect to see? Like Sean McDonough was appalled by the ferocity of Bengals Steelers. First, let me just for the record state this. I think Sean McDonough is a spectacular play-by-play voice. Spectacular. But one of the things that he has a tendency to do is uh, within his own calling of the game, shape it based upon his, how he views the narrative. And John Gruden also didn't like some of it, but a lot of that is you got to take the lead of your play-by-play. Oftentimes people don't like, don't like when play-by-play and color guy disagree on something, even vociferously. There was some dirty hits last night. Uh, two players, in fact, have been suspended. Vontez Burfick was carted off. Of course, Ryan Shazier was carted off. Uh, Ryan Shazier, I think, is we all think is going to be okay. He basically had what's what amounts to a spinal cord concussion or a spinal cord stinger. It looked really, really bad. But last night was great for football. It was. You know why? Because it was football. Football is supposed to be played passionately with two teams preferably that don't particularly like each other. And the Bengals and the Steelers don't like each other. 
There's supposed to be some history between the two. And you know what? There's history. Go back two years ago in the playoffs. It was just as nasty, if not a nastier game with even more importance on the line. I don't like you. You don't like me. And guess what? We wear helmets, shoulder pads, and cups for a reason here, kids, because we try and hurt each other. We don't really try and hurt each other, but the physical contact is so great that occasionally people get hurt. That's the sport. What did you expect to see? Like, look, I was appalled when Ray Rice hit Janae Rice. It was gross. Absolutely disgusting, disgraceful. That's what it looks like when a man hits a woman. What did you expect to see? Uh, The guy in Charlotte who got smoked by police. Like, I, I don't like watching people get shot by police. But when the cops repeatedly tell you to drop your weapon and you reach for it. And the cops have a pistol pointed on you. What did you expect to have happen? What did you expect to have? I mean, I understand that we operate in this world to which, hey, listen, we're just watching fantasy football. And we just want to see these guys score touchdowns and then do like they can do the, the, uh, you know, duck, duck, goose, or they can do hacky sack, sack races. They can do something else like, yeah, but that's what football looks like. What'd you expect to see? Now I'm not disputing the fact that it, that was bad for the mom trying to get up the nerve to sign the permission slip for their son to play tackle football in the fall. Like I have an eight year old son and my wife saw that hit and she, she walked up to me and she's like, ah, uh-uh. Excuse me? She's like, uh uh-uh, Hayes, not playing. Like, we already have issues with concussions and brain injury and, and, and what these hits can lead to. And I understand you're trying to, like, these concussions are scary. And Juju Smith-Schuster, for anybody who thinks that he didn't deserve to be suspended, he was suspended for one game by the NFL. Like, go back and watch. He launches himself on a defenseless player, And though he appears to make contact with his shoulder first, he tries to make it with his helmet. The same thing happened with the the, the Bengals defensive back. Who's suspended as well one game. Um, Iloka was suspended. Same thing. Launched himself. And in this case, he actually uh, hit Antonio Brown with his helmet. They're trying to protect the players from themselves. But they're trying to protect them from football. This is what football has always been. It's not for the faint of heart. It does lead potentially to brain injury. But like, I mean, what would you expect? It's the Bengals and the Steelers. Have you not seen them play each other in the last decade? They don't like each other. They hit really hard. And they got Vontez perfect. And they got some dirty ass players on both teams. And it's awesome. It's awesome. Here's Marvin Lewis after the game. I think you meant Marvin should players police themselves and the league's kind of done all it can do in terms of suspensions. Well, I think the game has changed. You know, I, I don't know what play particularly you're referring to, you know, if there's difference. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, football is a, is a physical sport. Football is a violent sport. Football is a collision sport. And, and I'm, I'm not going to dispute the fact that some of those hits were dirty. They went over the line. But football does, in fact, police itself. 
Right? Like, I thought it was dirty what Juju, Sh- Juju Smith-Schuster did. But, hey, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have to go over the middle against the Cincinnati Bengals for the rest of his career. And while he may have thought he was doing a solid for Antonio Brown, standing over him and Antonio Brown's yelling karma, hey, guess what, fellas? You play the Bengals twice next year. Twice. That's kind of the way it works. And so I know we're supposed to we're supposed to be sickened by it, disgusted by it, but I turned on a football game and you know what I saw? Football game. I saw a nasty rivalry of two teams that don't like each other in a division which has been hotly contested in two teams. One has been a uh, a champion several times throughout the past 15 years, throughout the past 30 years. The other team has had has has had bouts with uh, sub mediocrity, and has had some really good years, but unable to climb out of the of the doldrums of just making the playoffs and losing. Like they're two different franchises. One has forever felt disrespected. The other one has seen themselves as regal but tougher than a two dollar steak. And they went out on a football. What the hell did you expect to see? So I'm sorry that you might not have liked it. But at its core, that's what football is kind of about. Right? Wayne Gretzky tried to take fighting out of hockey. Nobody liked it. Nobody watched. Didn't work. NASCAR tried to take crashes out of of racing. Nobody liked it. People stopped watching. The NFL has tried to take... um, some of these egregious hits out of the NFL. But I'm telling you, last night, it was kind of awesome. No, I... Would you want your son out there? No. No, I would not. But those are grown men, and they made the decision to play football, and they made the decision to hit each other with their helmets. It's terrible. It sucks. And hopefully they'll all get up and be able to remember where they parked their cars, remember their last names and their social security numbers today. And you may think that's blood sport, and that's a little bit about what it is. That's football. I watched a football game. I was entertained. And of course, the Bengals lost in typical Bengals fashion. Had a big lead, just forgot to tackle Le'Veon Bell down the sideline, figure out a way to get the, the Steelers right in a field goal range, and the F- Steelers make a field goal as time expires. And they got an easier field goal because, of course, the Bengals jumped off sides on a 43-yarder instead of turning into a 38-yarder, which is like a 95% shot in the National Football League. Steelers won. Bengals lost. Bengals hit as hard as any team I've ever seen. The Steelers tried to match that level of intensity. Is it bad for the future of the game because parents watch Ryan Shazier lay motionless? Sure. But maybe the first time all year, I thought, uh, that's a game that I'm not man enough to play. And that's what the sport was built around. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get the opinion of a guy who's as well-respected in the sport of football as anybody I've ever worked with. Mark Schlereth won three Super Bowls, two with the Broncos, one with the Washington Redskins. Covers the NFL uh, for the NFL on Fox, calls games. Of course, you see him throughout all of our studio shows on Fox Sports 1. He joins us. Um, Two teams that have a history of those type of plays. 
They don't like each other. It was competitive. It was physical. It was vicious. I don't know why people are so surprised, but you played in this league. What was your reaction to Monday Night Football? Well, I mean, exactly what you said. I mean, you knew it was going to be, you knew those two teams don't like each other. You know they have a, a history, especially with Vontez Perfect. And, you know, the problem that you get into is when you start dispensing frontier justice. And that's what I saw in that game a little bit. That was one of those situations with the, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, which, um, you know, you're trying to lay a dude out. And, and here's the deal, and I've been in a bunch of locker rooms, you know. I mean, I grew up in a locker room and played 12 years in the NFL. And when you have those situations, when you have some of those guys that are borderline players, you talk about it. You know, Wednesday morning meetings, you come in there and you say, hey, man, let's just not, let's not forget that this is what went down the last time we played this guy. These are the cheap shots, and you put a, a, a loop of film together on all the cheap shots that have happened and say, if we get a chance within the context of the rules um, during the course of a play, let's take our shots. And, you know, I mean, I know that they're trying to cut some of that out of the league, um, but those are the things that go on, like it or not, and it's probably the wrong way to go about it, but um, I've been in that meeting before, and... You know, the problem that you get into is there's always a few touch guys. I mean, think about Smith-Schuster. He was he was at USC last year. So he probably just saw the film was like, all right, I got my shot and I'm going to take it. And, and you know, I'm going to try to – I'm just going to try to decapitate a guy. And that that's a – I mean, that part is an issue. Um, but, you know, I, the Gronkowski thing probably bothers me more than that because it's not within the context of the game. You know, the the play is completely over, and you go WWE to the back of a dude's helmet and give him a concussion. That one probably bothers me more than the ones that happen in the field of play. Um, So, you know, it's just one of those situations, Doug. Like, I, I like the physicality of football. I will never be mad about guys when they accidentally go, you know, helmet to helmet or whatever. Helmet to helmet. What? Okay, hold on, honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my granddaughter. Uh, when guys go helmet to helmet, that's not intentional. You know that that stuff happens. Um, you know that's going to happen in the course of a game. But when you try to lay dudes out or you try to, you know, decapitate a dude, that's when you've got to call that. You know, call it what it is. And and I don't mind the suspensions there. Um, I I thought like look the Shazier thing. I mean. Look, I, I played football just as a kid, and I remember being first thing I was taught was see what you hit, right? And so, unfortunately, yeah. he did, and he lowered his helmet. And it's like, to, luckily, it appears like he could, he's going to be okay. He's got feeling movement in his legs, and they're saying it might be just a spinal concussion. Um, look, Steelers record wise are right there in play for uh, home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs, but without Shazier, it's a completely different team, no? It is. That guy is an absolute freak show when it comes to uh, athleticism, the way he flies around. And, you know, that hit, man, that guy is an enforcer. Now, you know, you've got to be better about, like you said, keep your head up. And um, and I've seen him fly around and hit people like that in the past. So that's going to be a learning curve for him. But you're 100% right. He is. He is one of those dudes that, can line up in an A gap, you know, and how all linebackers nowadays go back to the Zimmer, you know, experiment. He's kind of the guy that gets credited for a lot of that stuff. But you can walk up in an A gap and uh, and threaten to blitz, and 
then you can bust out all the way across the formation from the from that gate, opposite a gap to the other side and get underneath a slant route. You know, that's the kind of athleticism that guy has. He can blitz, he can cover, uh, he does it all, and so. He's a guy that, um, to me, is a huge difference maker for that for that team. So, depending upon how long he's out, um, if he's out for the rest of the season, or if he's out for a couple of weeks, or even a month, uh, it certainly hurts their defense because you're just not going to you're just not going to replace that kind of athleticism, that kind of speed. And, and he's a great football player. Yeah, he's a great football player. Mark Schlereth joining us, three-time Super Bowl champion, Fox NFL analyst. Uh, ships passing in the night. The Chargers are now tied. With the Raiders and the Chiefs for first place, Chiefs were once uh, unde- the last undefeated team in the National Football League. Now they can't beat the Jets. Um, is there anything that can save the Chiefs from drowning this season? And I don't, I don't think so, Doug. I mean, I think you look at them defensively. You know, they have never defended the run very well um, here this year, anyhow. And secondary, with the injuries they've had, you pick their, people have picked them apart in their secondary. Too many mistakes, too many big plays given up in the secondary, so much so that it went out and signed Darrell Rivas, who had been out forever. You know, So those are the big issues there. And is, if they can play with a lead, but I think what has happened is they're a team that early in the season people couldn't get a read on because they give you so much eye candy with Andy Reid, all the motion stuff and the jet sweep stuff and the shovel pass stuff. And formationally, they do such a great job of showing you a unique looking run, a triple option type of run, and then having to play action off of that. And it's so much eye candy that you lose eye discipline and you're always out of position. And that's what happened early in the season. But I think now that people have, you know, the defense coordinators have seen it over and over. They've seen what works. They see what doesn't work. You know, they start to make those adjustments. And now guys have better, they've been trained better to, uh, to have better eye discipline and not get fooled by all the motion. And all of a sudden, offensively, they're not putting up the kind of points they were early. They can't play with a lead. And when they can't play with a lead, everything's on the table that that defense has to defend. And they're just not good enough to do it all. So they have some serious issues, some serious warts that have been exposed here in the last five weeks. I think they're like one in six in the last, uh, in the last seven weeks. I mean, it's kind of incredible what's happened to them. That's the voice of Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion, Fox NFL analyst. Let's go to the New York Giants. They fired their head coach. They fired their general manager. Um, my thought on this stink was, look, Eli Manning has been a, been a tremendous quarterback, but uh, they, they did, in fact, have to take a look at Davis Webb. There was not a ton of reward for playing Eli Manning. Ownership signed off on it. The GM signed off on it. The head coach signed off on it. The only one who didn't like it was Eli Manning. And now he gets his way, he gets his starting position back. But like, what? What exactly is the point? I don't understand what the Giants are doing even now. Well, I don't. I, I don't either. I mean, if you knew you were going to hire, you knew that you were going to fire your head coach and your GM anyhow. And my whole thing is Eli Manning is is not the entirety of the problem. It's not like you're like, hey, we're just one quarterback away from you know playing well. Yeah, he hasn't played that well, but he's a guy that needs to be supported. You know he can't move. He can't get out of harm's way. You haven't supported him with a good offensive line. You haven't supported him with a running game. I mean, it just hasn't happened. You lost both your receivers. So to me, it was one of those situations where your owner let a head coach and a GM that you knew you were going to get rid of make a decision to make the organization look bad, and you signed off on it. I mean, it's like the it's like the dude, 
you know, it's like the dude that runs the streets on his wife, you know? I mean, to me, it's like, oh, I, I was, you know, and then gets caught and is like, hey, man, I was, yo, I'm so sorry, sweet. I, you know, I lost my head for a minute, but now I'm going to come back and here's the, you know, the five-carat diamond ring. I just, I look at that and like, what were you doing in the first place? The grass is not greener. I mean, you're going to fire those guys anyhow, and, and now you made your whole organization look bad because you took a guy that has been a two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time MVP, and, and you basically put 100% of the blame on him. and Like, hey, it's not us, it's him. He's not any good. And I just looked at the ownership. Like, you guys, are, you guys the Mara family, you're too classy to let that happen to your franchise. I was just disappointed in them in general. You signed off on it as an owner. That to me was, that, that to me is just, it's not okay. Uh, Russell Wilson continues to find a way to win games in spite of the fact his line isn't very good, they don't run the football well, and the defense has been decimated in the back end by injuries. How sustainable is this? Um, listen, the guy is, the guy is Chris Angel, right? I mean, he can make you disappear. That's, that's Russell Wilson. That dude is an illusionist. He's a he's a freak show. Thirty touchdowns they've scored. Twenty nine. He's been associated with I think twenty six touchdown passes and three rushing touchdowns. Um, I mean, come on, dude. Like, if that dude's not the MVP, put any other quarterback. Put Carson Wentz in that situation. Put Tom Brady in that situation. Do you think they are, you know, doing what Russell Wilson is doing? I mean, scrambling around, just making I mean, freak show level plays without without any protection, with no running game. Um, I, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say that I don't think I would put him as the number one MVP candidate if, uh, if I'm voting right now. Uh, is it sustainable? It, it, if he continues to do things that are freak show level, yeah, it's sustainable. And if they start playing that defense like they played the other night on Sunday night against the, uh, against the Eagles, then yeah, I think it is sustainable. Um, Eagles have only beaten one team with a winning record. Uh, does that lead you to be, and considering how they play, granted on the road in Seattle, they may not play on the road in the playoffs, but what's your level of concern based upon, uh, one, the level of competition they played, and two, how they played on Sunday? Well, the level of competition doesn't scare me that much because they've throttled everybody. Um, playing on the road, here's the thing about that, and this is just human nature. When you're playing as good as they played, they lost, I think, the second game of the season to the Chiefs, and then they've gone on this incredible run. When you've played that well, and I know, because you know, I played on a team that started the season 11-0, and I played on another team that started the season 13-0. Little things that, little things, you know, you don't, you get to the point where human nature is you don't sweep the corners. You know, it's just the little stuff that you're like, hey man, we can't afford uh, offsides here or this holding call, and everybody kind of goes, yeah, you know what, well, we got to clean that up. But when you're winning, it kind of is like, yeah, we got to clean it up, but hey, we're winning, and we're crushing people, and we're throttling everybody that we play against. And so it's almost one of those throwaway comments, Doug. I think one of these things that happens to you when you lose, the coaching staff brings you in and takes all those little things that they said, hey, this is going to be a problem at some point. Guys, we've got to clean this up. We've got to clean this up. And they're able to, to dust all that film off and give you a roll. Like, here's we told you that this kind of penalty is going to hurt us or this kind of mental mistake is going to hurt us. And they can show you you know, in week four, we talked about this. Here it is. It showed up in Seattle. In week seven, we talked about this, did we not? And we all kind of laughed about it. Here it is against Seattle. 
it shows up, and this is why we lost that game. And that's why it's so damn important to be dialed in at all times. So this is great teaching tape. You're on a West Coast swing. You're going to play the Rams next um, in Los Angeles. You can, you can come away with this West Coast swing road trip one-and-one, and you can learn a lot about your football team. So this is a learning opportunity. I'm not concerned with Philadelphia. They're an outstanding football team. Great stuff, Stink. Uh, where are you this weekend? I am in Houston for San Francisco against the Texans. What have you seen from Garoppolo on tape so far? Well, so far, Dougie, I've got it all downloaded. I haven't even looked at that tape yet. So uh, I will, you know what? I will let you know exactly what I see the next time we talk. But here's what, here's, no, here's, no, that's okay. I love your honesty. Here's what I, here's what I want to know. Okay. I'm going to ask you next week. You join us every week. Mark Slayer is joining us. This is a true story, and you can attest to it. When Stink was in Washington, uh, they drafted a first-round quarterback and a seventh-round quarterback same year, correct? Correct. Heath Schuler was the first-round pick, right? And the yep. seventh-round pick was um, Gus Farratt, I'm going to say? Correct. Okay. And Stink, on the sideline, went up to one of the offensive coaches and said, how come the seventh-round pick's better than the first-round pick? Is that about accurate? Yeah. I saw him practice. I saw them both practice for the sum total of about um, – Eight snaps apiece, and I said the seventh rounder, I told it, mark my word, the seventh rounder is going to be ten times the quarterback the first rounder is. Just trust me. He's way better. Okay, so all I want to know is, can he play? And you'll you'll watch him in person, you'll watch him on tape, and I trust your eye way more than I trust most anybody else's eye because you've lived with some of the great quarterbacks in the National Football League and some bad ones as well. And so we'll, we'll, we'll retouch this conversation next week. Deal? Perfect. Thank you, buddy. Great stuff. Take care of your granddaughter. That's Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The Niners, you might get a prettier girl that's 21 years old, 22 years old, okay? And she hasn't had kids, and she doesn't have, what are those called, cattails? What what are the wrinkles called that the women... Like they get the Botox for some, something or other. Crow's feet? Crow's feet. That's it. Crow's feet. They might not have crow's feet. Like, so what? So what? Right? Like, you don't look good either. But they're interesting, and they're refined, and they've lived through the good and the bad. So they, they understand they, they understand to not, not, they're not super, super emotional like younger men and women are. It's the same thing with getting a quarterback. If you're the Niners, and you get Donald, you get Rosen. They haven't seen live bullets. You don't know how they're going to react to uh, an injury, a bad season, a bad couple of seasons, what their leadership's like, how they'll act when they have money in their pocket. Like, whereas Garoppolo, he might not be the greatest quarterback on earth. He may not, he may not be Joe Montana, might not be Steve Young, but you know what? He's lived in the league. He's played on championship teams. He's been around a little bit, been around a bunch of different coordinators. He's a, he's a, a plus 35-year-old woman, which to me is way more attractive than a 21-year-old woman. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I feel like this is a huge story, which is not being discussed at all. Derek Jeter is coming into the Miami Marlins as partial owner, and he is cleaning house. He stupidly got rid of my boy, Rich Waltz, who's just an outstanding play-by-play voice, but not his guy. I don't know why a play-by-play voice should be changed. That makes no sense to me. That makes absolutely no sense. 
Like, uh, voice of a team, that's a relationship which is built. And while you might get some, like, I want my guy, like, he's never been disloyal. And he speak. the Miami fans are used to him. And he's more than competent. He's excellent at his job. Like, what are you doing? The sad thing was he didn't even get one of those parting gift bags the way all of Derek Jeter's one night stands got those gift bags. I can't believe at least send him a yeah Jeets gift bag if you're going to fire the dude. Anyway. But they're trying to clean house with the roster as well, which is kind of par for the course with even previous Miami Marlins ownership back when they were the Florida Marlins. You're good, then you clean house, you start over. You're good, you clean house, you start over. John Carlos Stanton had a remarkable season. John Carlos Stanton is entering his prime as a baseball player. He's also entering the prime of a backloaded contract, which would pay him $295 million in the last, you know, couple years of it, last five years of it. It's a sick deal. It's a pro John Carlos Stanton deal. And it's one to which he has a no trade clause that he can take off or keep on for whatever team he'd like. We're still waiting to find out if he'll take it off for the Cardinals and the San Francisco Giants, two teams that have offered reportedly the best deals for Stanton. But I guess my question is this, uh, with the John Carlos Stanton trade being imminent, why in the hell would he go to San Francisco? Why would you go? San Francisco sucked last year. And if you want to tell me that, yeah, Madison Bumgarner was hurt. He's not usually hurt. Okay. If you want to tell me that uh, Johnny Cueto had a down year for the first time and like, okay, but like, dude, pitchers lose it really, really quickly. They'd still need a third baseman. They'd still need a center fielder. They still need help in their bullpen. And last I checked, they're still in the same division with the Dodgers. Who are better? Who are better? And the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. And oh yeah, by the way, if you're John Carlos Stanton, like you do know that San Francisco is a terrible place to hit home runs if you're right-handed. Like It is designed, basically, it is designed for old-school baseball with the exception of a short right-field porch because it was built when they had Barry Bonds. Huge outfield. So I feel like this is one of those destined-to-fail moves. And then the the St. Louis Cardinals are invested and involved and willing to pick up $250 million of the $295 million. And, and I thought the Cardinals come out looking so smart because they never really changed their offer for Albert Pujols. And Pujols is aging badly with the, uh, with the Angels. It's a terrible deal. So they're going to sign up for Stanton for a terrible deal? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Quick takeaway on the uh, on the Warriors and Pelicans fight. If you haven't been paying attention, here's what everybody in the NBA is trying to do. They're trying to punk the Warriors. They're trying to punk the Warriors. The word is out because of what's happened to them in the NBA Finals the last two years, what happened to them with the Celtics, what's happened to them in a couple of different games, what happened to them when they played in Oklahoma City is officials sometimes call the game a little bit looser, let you get away with some stuff, 
when Oklahoma City comes in, Oklahoma City's seen as a finesse team, and you're going to try and make it ugly. You're going to try and be extra sort of tough. You're going to try and punk them. That's what's happening. That's why Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant didn't get in a fight. DeMarcus Cousins trying to punk him. Steph Curry sprains his ankle. Like the, the takeaway is really, really simple. Once you get a scan report out on you in the NBA, everybody's going to try. It's no different than the NFL. What's happened to the Kansas City Chiefs? People are like, forget playing man, let's play zone. And, you know, just let, let Alex Smith dump everything, check everything down. Go ahead, check stuff down. And we just ga- gather to the ball, run to the ball, and tackle, you know, make, make sure-handed tackles. And they've been, the Chiefs have been unable to adjust to the adjustment. Once you get a scan report, people are going to try and execute that scan report. That's what happened to the Warriors. And you know what the Warriors did? They dropped 37 in the fourth quarter after dropping 39 in the third quarter. I mean, they've shown in reality that they can take a punch and land a counterpunch without swinging it at all, right? Like, that's a 77-point second half. That's a, you want to be tough guys? Fine. Here's a couple three-pointers and a couple of more. Steph drops 31 and 11. Clay Thompson drops 22. They end up winning by 10 uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans. Scatter report is out. The only way you're going to beat the Warriors is by mugging the Warriors. And that's exactly what the Pelicans tried to do. And it didn't work. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Browns have invested time and resources and plenty of coaching into Deshaun Kaiser this year, which is good for him. This is from Pro Football Talk. Since the amount of time is almost certainly going to cut into whichever quarterback they draft at the top of next year. Browns coach Hugh Jackson conceded the obvious on Monday by saying this. We can't have too many good quarterbacks right now on this football team. We have to uh, use resources at that position and go get the right guy that we feel comfortable with to pair them with some of the players we have here to come up with the best quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So the idea is they're probably going to go out and add another one. They have the number one and number seven pick if the draft was to come down today. And so people are trying to wonder whether or not Kaiser is the guy. Uh, my NFL guys have told me that Kaiser finally looks like the leader that he wasn't in at Notre Dame the last two weeks with the Cleveland Browns. And while the Cleveland, but while the Cleveland Browns appear to be a complete dysfunctional mess, not knowing if they should trade for AJ McCarron, if they should not trade for AJ McCarron. By the way, AJ McCarron's going to be a free agent in this offseason. They can actually sign AJ McCarron. So the fact that that trade didn't go through, the possibility is they can still get him anyway. But many of the holes that they have are being shored up. Gordon came back and he's pretty good. The defense is young, but pretty athletic. The offensive line is not great, but they're playing without Joe Thomas. He'll be back. Like, they're not the worst thing on earth. I I, kind of feel like um, I kind of feel like what what Hugh is saying is the general wild, wild, wildly held belief in football, which is, you know, it's all kind of a numbers thing. Like your hit rate is you're not going to hit on just one guy. You kind of got to throw numbers at it. That's the belief. And I'll, I'll give you the, um, 
I'll give you the, uh, the best kind of parallel to it. Here's a college football story. You guys aware of the sanctions on Ole Miss? Music, do you know what happened with Ole Miss with the, uh, with the, with the sanctions? Yeah, well, they had some self-imposed postseason bans and sacrificed a couple of scholarships, but then the NCAA came down and took away even more scholarships. Right, so players can transfer out. And right. Many are, in fact, transfer out. Um, and I don't know if you know who their their quarterback is, but he's actually super, super talented, athletic. Uh, his name's Shea Patterson. Okay, Shea Patterson is a sophomore. He's from Shreveport, Louisiana. He... Uh, uh, this year, he's, a, he's and he's a run-pass threat as a quarterback. He's visiting Michigan. Now, remember, Michigan also has Dylan McCaffrey sitting out. That's Christian McCaffrey's brother, who is a four-star product and supposedly another potential Michigan quarterback. If you've watched Michigan play football, they are, all you need to know is if they had a quarterback, they'd be playing in the college football playoff, period. And so instead of saying, hey, look, I believe in Dylan McCaffrey. He's like, I like that Dylan McCaffrey. I got a bunch of other guys and I got guys on the way and maybe Shea Patterson because football is a numbers game, right? There's a hit rate. And even if your hit rate is high, it's like 50 or 60%. And I kind of think that's what the Cleveland Browns are going with. Like, do we have Deshaun Kaiser? Yeah. Is he right? Yeah, Maybe. Maybe we go out and get A.J. McCarron, too. Or maybe we draft a quarterback. Or maybe we have all three and just try and get a one in three. If we find one good quarterback out of three, we found our good quarterback. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.